If you're listening to Parked Up, you would know that we've just finished a massive event at Race Tasmania. Racefuels is there with our 98 Run Fuel, and we've just launched our new website, racefuels.info, which is everything trackside. All of our fuel scheduling in the one place. Racefuels.info. Two of the very best operators parked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. Hi there, this is the Parked Up Podcast. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name's Grant Rowley. Tony Delberto is on the other line and he's got his big fat trophies right behind him from his uh, from the opening round of the TCR Australia Series. He brought home a couple of trophies. A really good round down at Simmons Plains. Tony D, how have you recovered? Yeah, it's been a big party here at the Delberto household. Uh, just big celebration, really. Uh, you know, those results mean so much. And you know, to keep the year off in that sort of style is absolutely incredible. So very, very happy. Um, no, all jokes aside. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't really after a victory speech. Thank you very much. Just third and second Well, all, all jokes aside, it, it really was just a big relief more than anything. And it was nice to get, get a couple of trophies. I would have been happy with just some strong results considering our form from last year, which I know a lot of our listeners are dreading talking about it again because they hated me whinging about it for about five episodes in a row. Um, so yeah, it was very good. Very good to, uh, you know, have some strong results, be in, in the mix, which is all we were asking for, all, you know, all the whole time. Um, we didn't want a free kick. We just wanted to be in the, near the front or at least if we did a good job, we were going to get some results and, um, you would have yeah, taken worked a free out nicely. Kick, so you would have stayed out of trouble. A, you would have taken a free kick though. Oh, you? absolutely. I wouldn't have been complaining. I tell you, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was a pretty tough weekend. Really. It was, everyone was very, very close on lap time and, um, like in qualifying, it was really, really tight. So, um, it was a good weekend of racing too many safety cars on the Sunday, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Lots and lots and lots. Wasn't it weird? Wasn't it weird? We can talk about that a little bit later on. Plenty uh, plenty to go on there. Um, also in S5000 and Trans Am, really great to get the championships kicked off the, the Australian motorsport season. Of course, we've got the first round of supercars coming up. Before that happens, we've got a whole bunch of liveries to unveil. We've got a couple of those to talk about. Testing at Queensland Raceway, which is on today. There's more coming up as well. Winton is next week. Um, are, you, are you going up? Are you going to test with your the, the Shell V-Power team? Or what's the go? What, at Winton? I don't no, know about that. No, at uh, Queensland huh? Raceway. Oh, well, I should be there. You're saying they're testing today? No, they're testing tomorrow. What do you mean tomorrow? That's right. Oh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, no. No, not going. Um, they said if I was in Queensland, no worries. Come on down. You're just not in Queensland. Um, but I'm not in Queensland. There was no offer of any free flight. So um, no, I'm not going, not going. That's okay. That's okay. You know how to do it. Look, if you can lead Bathurst, you don't need to go uh, dance around Queensland <laughs> Raceway on a, a stinking hot uh, Ipswich day. I, w- I wouldn't say no if they uh, invited me to come up, but um, I think they've got way more important things to worry about than um, a co-driver race in about eight months time. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, plenty to uh, plenty to look at in in the news, both from that uh, ARG Speed Series uh, stuff that we saw roll out over the weekend. A brilliant result for uh, Tony D. He's four points off <laughs> the series lead. 
Yeah, just wind the clock back wow. twelve months ago. Uh, you were you basically written the uh, written the title off, and uh, now you're in the mix. I was about four steps off uh, committing suicide. Oh, right. Pretty much. Okay, that's not morbid at all. That's uh, I'm glad you didn't do that because <laughs> look at where you are now. Uh, okay, so we've uh, we've caught up with Richard Crail. He was uh, certainly kept pretty busy over the Simmons Plains weekend. Uh, we'll catch up with him in the news. He was um, doing the commentary for the brand new Stan Sport broadcast, as well as the, the stuff that everyone might have seen on Nine Gem as well. Uh, so there's lots of stuff that we had to talked about leading up. We've actually seen it now, so we can uh, do a little bit of rev- review. So um, uh, should we do it? News? I reckon. Let's get on with it. Okay, the news is brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au. Tony D, uh, we have the first round of the Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia Series under our belt, as well as S5000, as well as Turtle Wax Trans Am series. Now, the, the person who can capture it all, the recap it all best, will be Richard Crail. And I caught up with him uh, on the Sunday afternoon after we left, uh, just before we left Simmons Plains. He sat in a commentary box for the entire day called all three of those races. Let's grab him right now uh, and we can recap uh, and unpack a little bit of what happened and what he felt the uh, the whole deal looked like, felt like, smelt like from the com box. Okay, so we've got Richard Crail with me from the Speed Series coverage on Stan Sport. He sat in a commentary box for long periods of time, Saturday and Sunday. And we've just seen these races come to an end and, uh, geez, some uh, pretty wild stuff out there. Yes, Grant, the, the overtime bill will be nice, but uh, I wish that was the thing. Yeah, crazy day, wasn't it? And Nolts and I were talking about it on Saturday that it was such a smooth, cool, controlled day. There were no safety cars, racing was good, but not massively dramatic. And then Sunday teed off completely. So, strange old day at the office, but um, some crazy racing, some really interesting results. Uh, I'm so pleased for Zach Suda with that win in TCR. I thought that was an outstanding performance. And the way he handled that too, Josh Buckin crossing the line first, five-second penalty. He acknowledged that in the interview post-race. He said, look, it's probably his win, but we'll take it. thought that was really impressive. But but other storylines, mate, like BRM thrashing to get Joey Mawson's car back on the grid for S5000 after being KO'd by his teammate. That was huge. Five seconds it was to get him to pit exit, otherwise he would have started from pit lane. Finished fourth. That's huge, enormous. And that could be the difference between him winning the Gold Star this year again or not. So, and then Trans Am was was bruising. Strange weekend for those guys. But, yeah, what a way to start the season. Yeah, huge. Uh, So many storylines. I think you uh, used that line a couple of times during the broadcast, and you've used it here. Yes. But... Uh, lots of safety cars. Yeah. It must make it difficult to uh, do your job, but uh, you know, also frustrating you know, for everyone involved. Yeah, no one wants a safety car. Well, that's a lie, because sometimes you do want a safety car because it brings the entertainment. Yeah, it makes it hard work upstairs, but fortunately we've got a great team in pit lane this year covering all the action, and they earned their money this afternoon with the red flag, the race suspension in TCR. Do you know, there's a couple of combinations. I think this, this circuit brings it out. It's that full ring, short track style racing. Yeah. But I think the fact that everything was just back to back to back, very quick turnaround, so there wasn't an enormous amount of time for them to go and have a proper think about it. 
So you get out of one race, you've got 50 minutes to turn your car around while there's a TCR race on, and then Trans Am goes out and then S5000's on again, if you're S5000. So I think that's probably a role. From here on in, we go to Shannon's rounds, so there's more categories, Porsches, Radicals, GT World Challenge, so you get those hour breaks for the longer races. I think they'll settle down a little bit, but first round itis <laughs> a little bit in that as well. You've got you. You did uh, three categories. You haven't done that before with uh, with the ARG style stuff. Well, actually, you probably have. Yeah, I have, but not back to back to back like that. Right. Well, uh, you'll definitely enjoy a nice cold beer tonight. But how much do you? Greg Grant, as you know. How much do you? Are you looking forward to Greg Russ coming back and taking a little bit of heat <laughs> yeah, off you? Yeah. Look, using the borders and quarantine as an excuse. It's low form from Russ. No, he's the <laughs> nicest man in Australian motor racing. We, we took the mickey out of him mercilessly this weekend for not being here. But, look, I mean, with the th- just the three ARG categories here, it wasn't that it wasn't that challenging. The, the challenging thing was what happened on track and negotiating around that. But I thought the package was really good, really tight. Um, Good-looking categories, good grids. Um, even if the S5000 field wasn't big, it was still pretty feisty, as we saw. Lots of drama. But looking forward to Rusty coming back. Um, looking forward to other categories. There'll be other voices as well. We'll see different people in pit lane throughout the year and, um, yeah, really looking forward to it. But I, I think the product that came out was great. And I'm massively biased, but the, the look and feel of it, the, the work that Andrew Jansen, the producer's done, um, Brian, the director, who directs all the supercar stuff, was outstanding. Um, it went to a new level this year, I feel, and what a really, really positive way to start. Tell us a little bit more about the Stan Sport integration. Heaps of feedback yeah. on the socials. Uh, some of it good, some of it negative. I guess that's a uh, that's just social <laughs> media world, anyway. But, yeah. but uh, from inside the belly of the beast, what was it like having uh, Stan Sport and Nine on board for the first time? Yeah, yeah really positive. The, the social media thing, Grant, like and you and I know it and deal with it day in, day out in our business lives, but... The, the people that complain on social media are the ones that want to complain. The people that are happy to fork out 20 bucks a month for Stan Sport, which I am, um, they generally don't complain. They just go and sign up and go, how good is this? Live motorsport, fantastic. I'd pay 200 bucks a year just to watch the Indy 500, but I'm biased and I can do that on Stan. The side effect is I get WRC and WEC, which I also like, and then all of this stuff. So I can go back and tear my performance to shreds on demand <laughs> at break free after the weekend. Um, but they were fantastic. They, I think what shows their significant commitment to it is that their entire core management group was here. So their head of sport was here, their head of marketing was here, and their CEO came down of Stan, full stop. So I think that shows how invested they are in the product. And people complain about it being on, on uh, a sort of a, a pay channel, and I get that. It's the same thing supercars went through in 14 when they went to Fox for the first time. People still blowing up about that now, eight years later. It's never going to change. But ultimately, I think it's good for the sport in that it's significant investment coming into the sport that wouldn't have been there otherwise. And a broadcaster and a network that's huge. And we've got stuff in the pipeline that will come out in the next few weeks that's being organised across not just Stan, but Wide World of Sports online through their digital platforms that you deal with from a PR role through their multimedia stuff through their newspapers so there'll be announcements that come out from the ARG world that will go across all these platforms that will have so much bigger reach than they would have and that's where the strength of this relationship will be found and it's look it's what was talked about when it was announced and it seems to me in the early days that it's being lived up to so I think that's really good but those guys couldn't have been more 
welcoming and more supportive of what we're doing and I think they love the product. There was no oversight or from a, a, a quality point of view. It wasn't like, oh, we'd like you to do this differently. They were like, you guys know how to produce motor racing TV. Just go and do it. We like airing it. So I thought it was fantastic. It certainly looked good as well. The notable difference, a notable big step up yeah. with the guys from Supercars Media. Yeah. Uh, pulling all the pretty pictures together. Yeah. Um, is that something that you kind of notice watching yeah. the screens? It, it makes our job easier. Technical, behind-the-scenes stuff that you never see on a broadcast, but it can interrupt the way the race meeting plays out if you've got technical dramas. But these guys are so good. We're, we're biased, Grant, and you, you've worked with these guys That's as long right. as I have, but we do have world-class TV here. So you, you compare the coverage of what we turned out today to a DTM round... British Touring Car Round, World Challenge USA, like the stuff below the major network TV stuff in the States. Like we are comparable to that at a broadcast level, from onboards, from cameras, from graphics, from talent presenting in pit lane. I, like, I feel like we, we've always produced great motorsport TV, and it's been well documented that Australia has led the way in it for a long time, at race cam and all of that. But yeah, I, I, w I would show what we've done this weekend against anything at a similar level anywhere around the world and feel like we'd stand up pretty well. Very good. Well, mate, it's been great listening to you. Uh, just one final thing. Now mm. that we've had one round of TCR, Trans Am and S5000 under our belt, does it change who we think is the uh, favourites for oh. this year? Oh, how do you... I don't know how you pick a favourite. Uh, if you told me that... Zach Suter would win a TCR race before the weekend I'd probably have said no that's unlikely but we saw the Hyundai's strong we saw the Honda's strong where they were rubbish here last year so that's a big turnaround um, no I don't think it changes anything it's such a unique racetrack that the results are going to be up but I think what it does is enforce how competitive these categories are and there's genuinely contenders across the board so, I mean TCR I named off you in the coverage yesterday. Oh, dear. I did, because on Saturday. Because I think my mum messaged me good. about that. Yeah, good, because I said um, I said the, ca the category publicist Grant Rowley put out a story the other day saying it's the most competitive field in TCR Australia history. And I said, it's absolutely true, 100%. It's never been better. And I think we just verified that. S5000, people have been getting up it for not having a big field, but three different drivers won races this weekend. Uh, we set a new outright lap record. We had pretty competitive racing across the board. You only need a couple of good cars to have a motor race, and we saw that in S5000. And um, proof you can keep teaching old dogs new tricks because old Timmy Macro continues to punch away and win races. Um, as your interesting stat, Joey Mawson last year won the Gold Star, left Simmons Plains with a race win, a fourth, and an outright lap record. Guess what results he had today? Race win, fourth, outright lap record. There we go. Interesting bit of history. Uh, so long-winded rubbish answer to your very good question is no. We still don't know anymore about who's <laughs> going to win the championships. But it's competitive. It's going to be good to you. Good race. Richard Crail, thanks for your time. Thanks, Grant Rowley. Anytime. And we thank Richard for his time on the Parked Up podcast. Of course, he runs his own podcast, but we won't talk about that because now <laughs> Network R, we've got this podcast, the Parked Up podcast, Powered by Race Fuels, and we have Girls on the Grid. Girls on the Grid, it's a real thing, and they've launched, they've got two episodes now. Uh, they just put out one on Monday with Leanne Tander. Tanea and Priya are doing a really good job piecing together Girls on the Grid. We need to get a little sponsor to sit either side of Girls on the Grid. What do you reckon, Tony D? Do you want to sponsor it? No, I think we need a few, we need a few more sponsors uh, for Parked Up. Don't worry about Girls on the Grid. They can worry about their own stuff.
Hey, they've got way more Instagram followers than us, which is a real burden on my life. <laughs> and they rub our noses in it daily, which is a shame. No stress. Okay, so uh, let's. Uh, so again, we thank Richard, uh, and we touched on a couple of points there. But uh, mate, look, the first thing I wanted to talk to you as a driver, you were right in the 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 right in the heat of the battle for the majority of it uh, in the TCR racing. It looked pretty frantic out there when we were actually racing, and then we weren't under safety car or sitting in pit lane. Uh, talking to TV commentators like like you were under red flag conditions, uh, the racing was really, really, really close. Yeah, it, it really was. It um, I, it's like some sometimes when you start a championship off, it starts off a little bit soft. You know, everyone's trying to find their feet and warm up to it, but ours just sort of like hit the ground running, and everyone was just into it. So you, you had your elbows out straight away. Um, there was plenty of door-to-door action and sort of Simmons Plains um, is a little a circuit that sort of, you know, uh, promotes that sort of racing, you know, to get past somebody, you need to actually probably rub some panels. Um, and the big thing for most of the TCR guys, and I'm not sure about other categories, but um, just the, the temperature uh, on the brakes and the engines when you're tucked up behind people was just incredible. So we were getting to a stage in the race where we just had no brakes. So you're pushing the brake pedal as hard as you could and you just could not stop the car. So very tricky to actually get past somebody when you're not confident with your brake pedal. Um, and we saw it, you know, you know, a lot of the drivers actually making mistakes and going off track late in the race, not because they've outbraked themselves, but because they just had no brakes left. So um, interestingly, I thought, there was some uh, team rivalries going on. And the one that I'm sort of talking about the most was um, Jordan Cox and Aaron Cameron. They're out of the same fold at Gary Rogers Motorsport. And, and they were just into each other in that second race where they were just door to door, smashing each other off the circuit. Um, I thought that was qu- quite an interesting move from both the drivers, considering they're sharing the garage um, together. They've been teammates for the past couple of years. Uh, but uh, they, one was in Alpha and one was in Persia, but now they're both in exactly the same car. So that that little bit of competition has just uh, risen mm. up just a, a little bit extra. Uh, the Persians were having some brake problems, though. Mm. Yeah, they, d- they definitely were. They were probably, um, out of all the TCR cars, are affected the most. Uh, I'm not sure whether that's due to cooling or actual pads that run or anything like that. Um, but the Hondas certainly weren't too far behind either. Yeah, you talked about uh, some brake problems at the end of race two, Sunday's first race, where Will Brown snuck down the inside of you and you had to pull a little crafty over and under at the last corner to get that uh, final spot on the podium in what was another shortened race. But um, yeah, tell me about those brake problems because you went down to that hairpin and uh, the vision that the TV kind of tracked you a little bit, but lost you because I think they were following the leaders, but all we saw was just smoke billowing off the um, tires of your car. (laughs) Were you trying to arrest it? Yeah. Well, you you put, because I was pushing the brake pedal so hard um, and the car's not slowing down. So you keep that huge amount of brake pressure all the way to the end of the stop. And as the car finally slows down, it's too much brake pressure for the actual grip you've got. And then it finally locks up and end up missing the corner. So that was on the last lap of the second race when Will was sort of right behind me. And it was really crucial for me to get a good exit off the hairpin. Then we came off the hairpin. He was right behind me. And I thought, oh, God, 
because the Audi was a little bit quicker in a straight line. So towards the end of the straight, he'd start to gain on me. So unless I had that sort of car length, I was in a bit of trouble. And I tried to block him into the last corner and he still went for it. And then uh, luckily I was able to sort of switch back and, and get up the inside of him and rub a few panels and, and get that um, podium. I didn't want to let everyone, everybody in the team down because we'd held that position all race. And then the last corner, Will had shoved down the inside and I thought, oh, bloody loser. I've got to get it back. <laughs> so uh, no, spicy little battle. It was, it was actually quite cool. Um, but then, you know, obviously we saw red flags all the way up and down uh, other categories. Well, I don't know what it was on Sunday, but Saturday's racing seemed to go off generally without a hitch, except for Trans Am that they seem to be shunting every five minutes. Mm. Um, but come Sunday, there was so many crashes. Most of the racing was done under safety car. The poor old safety car had to refuel about three or four times. Mm, um, and it. they did the most, yeah, they, they did the most laps out of everybody um over the uh, on sunday so yeah bit of a shame i think some like when you look at trans am um i know stephen white is the uh dso and you know he just couldn't get to all the the amount of incidences in the races um before the next race would actually start so that just shows the amount of people that were crashing into each other and yeah probably not a great way to start the year you know you've got all these cars in it that are damaged now already and um you know, just people you know, losing races and results that they probably would have liked to have had to start their season off uh, a little bit better. But there was a funny moment when um, I think it was Rick Shaw, uh, come a, he was standing on the side of the circuit and he was pointing to Nash Morris, like, you know, I'm going to get you or Naughty Boy or something like that. Tim, Tim, Shaw, um, it is. It's Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. Who's Rick Shaw? Rick Shaw is the, he races. In New South Wales, he's a, uh, a state racer up there, does Mazda RX-8, used to race. Oh. He's done a few Bathurst 1000s, and he... I'm sure he'd like to be doing Trans Am too. Well, of course, of course. His son actually tested a <laughs> Hyundai i30N recently. Tom Shaw, I think his name is. Oh, there you go. That's Rick oh, Shaw, anyway. Go. We're talking Maybe about Tim Shaw, the Tasmanian, yes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, poor old... Uh, well. Tim ended up in the fence, but it was such a light, light touch from Nash. I, I didn't really think there was a huge amount in it, but, but obviously Tim did. Um, and we also saw, um, going, getting back to TCR, just speaking about incidences on track, James Moffat had a big one um, and ended up in the fence with the rear wheel hanging off the car. And uh, we saw some footage of him giving um, Troy from MPC um, a few polite words of... Um, you know, encouragement or something. I'm not sure. I, I don't think it was and, polite uh, and I don't think it was. Encouraging. No, 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 probably not. Um, they, it didn't look too pleasant. And I tell, uh, yeah, Troy was just it, laughing. I tell you what it does do though. It gives me uh, amazing social reach and views on Facebook when you, uh, and, and Instagram, oh, really? when you turn those, turn those quick clips around and stick them up on, on the Facebooks while the race is going live. Um, yeah, the amount of people who got to watch that uh, was uh, was really really cool. So um, and look, I was I thought it was great from Moff showing some um, showing a bit of that old Moff dog, mad Moff dog stuff. Um, you know, he's always yeah. been he's always worn his heart on his sleeve. So uh, you know, kind of really great. If you remember see. though, if you went went back a year though, I remember how he finished in the fence. Um, at the first round in Tassie last year when Bargs lost his brakes in the Peugeot yep. and cleaned him up and you know, wiped the car out. So 
although the, the incident wasn't as dramatic as that, um, it ended his weekend. So he only got one race under his belt. And he had a strong result in race one in, I think, P5 or four. Um, so they, they were quite quick. So, you know, now to lose two races um, at the start of the season is not, not a good start. Um, and S5000, man, there was only nine cars. And half the time, most of them were in the pits getting new front wings or something. There was heaps of damage in that category as well. So, yeah, interesting. But Timmy Macro got a win there in the last race, which I thought was pretty good. The old dog. The old mm. dog. You got these young blokes with Golding and Mawson and these, you know, legends, apparently. Timmy <laughs> <laughs> young, young Macro legends. just does his, does his only thing. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, interesting to see. Uh, Timmy's still firing. And hopefully that category for you know, next round of Phillip Island just gets a few more entries in there and, you know, increases the grid because it needs a few more. Yeah, well, look, it was a uh, it was a good weekend overall for sure. I thought the broadcast stuff was awesome. Mm. Really, mm -hmm. having a look of uh, today, I sat down and rewatched while I was working, of course, rewatched uh, Sunday's um, broadcast, the four hour stand sport stuff, and and it was terrific. Like it looked awesome. It was really frustrating with the you know the amount of safety cars, the one minute highlight clips of all the things that happened at Race Tasmania on Saturday and Sunday is going to be fantastic. I mean, there's going to be a lot of damaged cars and a lot of frustrated team owners and people who pay the bills, but the, uh, the, the, unfortunate, the show. Un yes, the show was compromised just by the amount of incidents. The incidents is fine. I guess it's just the recovery of the cars. It's the shortest. Track yeah, that was country. average. Shortest. Was, track yeah. But you country. know what the problem was? It was the volume of crashes in the, in each race. They couldn't keep up with it. Seriously, they'd start another race and there'd be another shot and old mate's just trying to clear the one from the race before. Like, it, it just, it, recovery in Tassie is a little bit slow. We saw that last year when we, you know, we were just talking about the Moff shunt with Barguana. And I think, I think uh, Moff was back at the pits and, and Bargs had got back to the airport before they'd actually, you know, picked up the cars from the circuit. Um, so the recovery is not amazing, but because of the volume of shunts, it was just, they were overloaded massively. Like in the last race, as we're going, or the second race thing was going down to the hairpin, there was like a Trans Am, an X5000. There's all these cars down at the hairpin waiting to get back to the pits. I felt sorry for them. It was a, wreck, it was a wrecking yard. It was, a wrecking it was like a wrecking yard. yard yeah. Uh, so I think it was one of the, I think the S5000 race was on, and there were still three Trans Am cars caught in the middle of the circuit. Mm. Um, yeah. But anyway, yep. full credit to the full credit to the officials who just kept trying to um, meet the demands that TV ask for to keep the show going, to keep it to, to keep it all ticking. No one can ever win with those sort of things unless you have a super clean set of races. Then you never you're never really going to win. Uh, okay, so uh, so that was that was that. It was uh, it was fun to be down there. It seemed like <laughs> it, I was just about to say it seemed like COVID avoided us as you start coughing. Um, it, no, uh, no, no. I did a drought test this morning. Actually, I'm all good. Okay, great. Okay, well, good to hear. Good to hear. I know no there dramas. was a couple of cases down there though. So um, uh, no, geez, really, mainland has brought that filthy, filthy virus down to our uh, little apple owl um, brethren down there in Tassie. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> everyone, stay safe.
keep staying safe. Um, hey, while we're uh, down in Tassie, before we talk about some supercar stuff, while we're down in Tassie, we pulled out uh, our little microphone and camera and went and talked to a few people. Um, unfortunately, there was a, a little bit of a malfunction with the um, with the camera because the, some of the files were corrupted, which was a shame. But we have been able to recover a chat that we did with Josh Buchan and Brad Shields. I remember doing this nice. on Sunday morning. I can't remember it being like the greatest piece of audio that you're ever going to hear because it's just a lot of dudes just. Uh, Mate, talking. this is parked up. This <laughs> is right. when is whenever is our audio any good? No, no, no. Audio is fine. Never, it's the, the never. Content is the it's the content. Is the content any? Oh good? well, when when's the content any good ever? <laughs> well, I don't know. The uh, few thousand people who listen to us each week um, probably expect a little bit more. Maybe they just they keep tuning in, hoping that we're uh, going to one day produce something. Get improve. Anyway, we caught up with Josh Buck, and he uh, is currently the series leader. When we spoke to him, he wasn't the series leader. Um, and we spoke to Brad Shields as well, who was uh, getting himself into some pretty tasty battles over the uh, weekend. So um, here's a little chat we did with those two legends. All right, we've gone rogue and we've found Josh Buck and, and Brad Shields. Tony, what would you like to ask these people? All weekend, all I've heard is how slow the Hyundai is going to be um, from Joshua. And uh, yesterday, being Saturday... Uh, even though this pod's going to come out on a, probably a Tuesday. Um, his teammate, Nathan Walkham, stuck it on pole, and they got a double podium. And Shieldsy here beside me, he spent the whole time on camera uh, dicing with my teammate, Fabian Coulthard. So it was a pretty good day, boys. Uh, yeah, I wasn't lying. We just fluked it. I mean, right place, right time. I think it was wind direction, really. That's all it was. Um, and I'm happy to capitalise on that uh, that nice fresh Tasmanian wind to, to get me up in the field. So, uh, yeah, it was a good day. I, I, di I honestly didn't expect it. Um, when I got the trophy and uh, was, you know, doing the champagne showers, That was a, I, I did not foresee that uh, for the first round, particularly after Bathurst, which pretty much everything didn't go well. So very happy, mate, very happy. So now you realise that you've absolutely stuffed yourself for the next round at Phillip Island that could potentially be quite a... Quite a good track for you guys. Now you say stuff because of the BOP. Because of the BOP. Because of the BOP. So now you're you're one of the heaviest cars in the field. Uh, you got the least amount of power, and I think they're going to and the highest ride height. So um, the only thing they can really do is put more weight in your car. How's that going to affect the balance? Well, yeah, I'm hoping that I don't get BOP because um, I had a bad weekend at Sydney Motorsport Park last year and, and Josh had a really good one and I still copped it for um, Bathurst, so that was no good. So we'll have to see what comes really out. But Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so um, I didn't even get to get the success out of it. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's not ideal when we get the BOP, but, yeah, we'll see how we go. See how it plays out. Now, yesterday, Shieldsy had a good old battle with my mate Fabs. Um, he was talking me through it in the car, literally step by step and um, corner by corner of how he, he made a move, made it stick down at turn six, and then he had a little lock up into the hairpin and you got back, back by him. But uh, it was good for the people watching at home. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a really good race. It was racing really hard, but, you know, um, a few touches here and there, but nothing too much. So it was really good to have a, a nice hard race like that. It was cool. Okay, so... Um 
We love coming to this event and we love coming to this circuit, but there's a bit of chat about possibly doing back-to-back -back rounds again or trying to do it properly with... Yeah, next weekend? No, next, no, next year. Oh, next oh, year okay, right. with Baskerville. Is it, ba is it Baskerville or Basker? Basker or Basker? Okay, so w what would you... Would you like... Have you been to... Josh, have you been to Baskerville? Beeville? No, I haven't been to Beeville. Um, that would mean we're away for two weeks on the trot. Yeah, my missus wouldn't like that. <laughs> I think that's that's the only objection I probably have. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll drive a car around the pits and still have a good time, so I'm happy to drive anywhere. Everyone I've spoken to who did it last year, was uh, they spoke very highly of, of the venue, so, yeah, I'd be happy to go down there. Why not? Well, Hobart is a beautiful place. You can like, have a little holiday, a little January, February holiday or something. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I had six months off last year, which was great. So I'm not really in the need of a holiday, Reese, in any time soon. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, if it's down in Hobart, I mean, I love Tassie in general. Tassie's picturesque. You, you can't really have a bad time um, unless you're not going well on the track. So. <laughs> I think we should go to New Zealand. Let's go to New Zealand, let's go do Highlands, Hampton Downs, something like that. Some really cool tracks over there. And, yeah, we've done Tassie. Okay. You no, know? More Tassie. no more Tassie. Once, only once a year. What about Barbagello? If, if they ever open those borders, you reckon if we got our trucks over there, we'd have a car race? I've got to drive the transporter, so that's way too far for me. And I've got to pay the bills, so uh, that does not sound good. You need to keep these rounds nice and close to Sydney. That's where wall racing is, just down the road. So we'll do Wakefield Park, do SMP. What else is around Sydney? Maroolan, London Park. Like I heard, I heard you. Wally uses Elf in the truck, seven bucks a litre. Is that why he's, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would not surprise me. Only the best for wall racing. All right, gents, we're going to uh, kick on, but good luck today. I hope you don't go too well, but knowing you, the Hyundai will be a jet today, and uh, we won't see which way you go. Good luck, fellas. See you at the front, Tony. <laughs> thank you, sir. And we thank both those guys for their time, Josh Bucken and Brad Shields. Tony T, we spoke a little bit in there about racing down at Baskerville. And now I think we might have spoken about mm. it last year as well. You've been there. Could it hold a TCR race? Would you like to see it hold a TCR race? I think it's a fantastic circuit, like huge amount of character. Um, there might actually be some passing opportunities as well, not like at Simmons where it's very, very difficult. Um, I, I think it could definitely work, but um, I don't know if the safety is quite up to scratch. Uh, there might need to be some work done there. But, um, yeah, I think uh, the circuit itself would be amazing. It is like a mini Bathurst. It's a two-kilometre mm. version mm. of Bathurst with those big hill undulations, a variety of corners, slow corners, fast corners, a couple of passing opportunities. Uh, yeah, I reckon it's... Yeah, and you've got to be well. quite brave. You've got to be quite brave there in a few little spots. So the wall isn't too far away. So that's what makes it nice and exciting. Mm, cool. Uh, okay, uh, so let's talk about some supercar stuff. Why, why not? Because we all love supercar. No, there's nothing. There's nothing, nothing to on. talk about. Nothing going on. Oh, hey, I think there was, there was a livery, livery release today, I think. Yeah, cars buzzing around, though. Cars buzzing around at Queensland Raceway Wednesday. So that's today as this uh, pod launches. Then there's testing next week at Winton. Uh, of course, Parked Up will be on the ground getting some of the exclusive insights. To Are you going to go up? 
should we road trip it? Go together? Well, no, I gotta work, mate. I gotta work. I gotta work, mate, and not racing work. I gotta actually work, earn a living. Yeah. Um, so unless you can pay me to be there, then probably not. What about what about parked up? Coffee. They could pay me. Coffees and donuts. Yeah, well, no, that Lee Lee wouldn't approve of that. No way. Okay. Um, um, no, but you're right, actually. And, uh, like water you, and apples. Yeah, sounds amazing. <laughs> um, we are probably going to be like literally inundated with liveries if uh, teams are going to be hitting the track. I mean, we saw Red Bull last week release their car, um, which I thought looks bloody good. Real good. What do you think? Uh, yeah, it keeps the very similar vibes, very similar feels to what... Uh, what yeah, what no surprises. But... And I kind of like that because it's a it's a team that the this um, period in their uh, in their racing team is super successful so anytime we look back in the the annals of history like you know fast forward 10 20 the annals annals, when we look at that we're going to see those cars and we're instantly going to look at it it doesn't matter if we're looking at a the 2017 car or the 2018 or whatever we're going to look at those cars and go well that was a period of dominance for that that livery Mm. that team those drivers so I kind of like that. And it looked exactly the same for the, that mob that you drive with, um, who's also uh, based up north there um, with Dick Johnson Racing. They haven't changed their livery, I think, since you started with them, whenever that was, 2016 yeah, yeah. or something. So that livery... 2016, it's been so similar. Yeah, yeah. So they've kept the similar look and feel where, you know, you see uh, other teams who have had, uh, you know, quite a significant change year to year, even if they do keep the same sponsor, you always see a mm. uh, you know a, a, a very different car, and the one that um, the the sponsor that always comes to mind when I say that is Super Cheap Order. Every year they'd bring out something which was completely different. Now I know they don't have a full sponsorship deal with a supercars team at the moment, so we haven't sort of seen that for a couple of years. But every every year that those uh, the Chas Mostert cars or the the Paul Morris cars or whatever mm. was going on, they'd always be really, really, really different. So um, mm. I, I kind of can, I, I like both um, sort of uh, attacks at it, both methods, but, um, but, but I do think, you know, when people look back in, in a number of years time, they're going to look at those Red Bull cars. They're going to look at those current DJR cars as that the, they were, uh, classic, iconic, similar liveries that uh, evolved each year with di- like slightly different sponsors, and you know maybe a small little flash here where there was a dash <clears throat> last year or whatever. I think you'd be surprised, like if you actually put all, like, let's say Dick Johnson Racing, if you put every livery side by side, you'd go, oh, they're not actually exactly the same. There are little bits and pieces that change, um, but. Yeah, the, the I suppose the general look of it is very similar, which makes it recognisable. It's very easy for the fans to know what car it is, what car they're supporting. Um, and having such an iconic brand like Shell on the car or Red Bull, it does make it a hell of a lot easier to make a sexy-looking race car. You don't need so much flashy lines around a logo or different colours or anything like that. The, the logo makes the livery. Yep. So they're sort of lucky in a way. Um, it will be interesting to see. I'm interested to see uh, Walkinshaw, WAU, what they're going to do or who they've got on the side of the car. Because uh, I thought it was actually Truck Assist. And we saw Truck Assist come out today 
with uh, Matt Stone Racing and obviously follow LeBrock yeah. uh, to Matt Stone. So I'm unsure. I'm well, unsure who they've got on that car. Because, like, uh, I guess, look, we're not into uh, breaking any news maybe about any sponsors mm. because we're we're very kind on Parked Up. We like the, uh, the we respect the commercial aspects of this sport. But um, if the because a lot of the journos, uh, those filthy, filthy mm. journos reporting whatever they like without researching, um, the mm. uh, they were they were speculating that Truck Assist was going to be on Nick Perkat's car. But I can. Mm. S- maybe assume that we might see NTI, mm. which is kind of, it all comes ah. from the same pool of cash. Maybe, unless there's going to be three okay. truck assist cars out there. But uh, maybe. Well, yeah, there, you, there you go. Well, what's Chaz going to have on his car? Well, again, only listening to what the uh, pundits uh, out there were who uh, bash away on keyboards and publish stories on um, on respected mm. publications. Anyway, tell as, us, tell as, us. Tell us. They're saying uh, a a telecommunications brand that uh, likes to say yes a lot. Oh wow, cool! That'll look pretty good. So we'll see. That'll look Who good. Knows? Well, I think it's there, there's still quite a bit of cool stuff to come out. Um, and considering cars are on track, you know, very soon over the next week or so, there should be a lot of things released. So a lot to talk about ne- next week on the pod. Yeah. Um, and also. Also, yeah. maybe, maybe we might find out a couple more co-drives. Ooh, maybe Ooh. yourself. Well, I haven't been, I haven't been confirmed, but yeah. Okay, great. You sort of confirmed it, but I'm not. I haven't. I'm not saying anything. Premier, not saying anything. Premier, no, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about other drivers. Like we haven't heard what's going on with Fabian. Everyone's got rumors about what's going on and where he's going to be. Yeah. Um, and if we've got, you know, both. Yeah, Queensland and Melbourne teams testing. I'm sure he's going to hop in a car at some stage. Oh, and then we'll find out. We'll find out. Mm. We'll be uncovered. Exciting. Great. It is uh, It is the season. We're actually not too far away. We're only three weeks away now, two and a half weeks away from the first round of the Supercars Championship kicking off at Sydney Motorsport Park. Can't wait to get back to Sydney Motorsport Park. That's... Uh, I'll uh, definitely know how to get there. That is for sure. Won't need the <laughs> GPS to find my way there. Doesn't matter hey, where I'm driving from. Is uh, Super Tour at Sydney as well? Yes. Yep. They'll be there. They'll be there. Yep. Uh, we saw Cameron Hill and Declan Fraser launched their new looks. They've got uh, two car Triple uh, Eight team. So that's uh, that's quite exciting. I would imagine those two boys will, will go in as um, reasonably early title favourites. Uh, I think they're talking about as many as uh, 17 or 18 Super 2 cars for the season as well. There'll be uh, a few Matty White, <coughs> Nissan Altimas out there. There'll be, um, yeah, quite a strong field. And when you chuck in all those Super 3, I think we're in for a pretty good Super 2 slash Super 3 season as well. Uh, yeah, Porsches, Porsches don't start until... Uh, until the Australian Grand Prix, but all the support stuff looks really good. I think everyone's sort of uh, uh, having a, had a couple of years on the sidelines. They're getting ready for a nice, nice tasty year behind the wheel. There you go. I think it's going to be a bloody good year racing. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, uh, with uh, all that said, Tony D, we probably don't have too much more to say. I do want to give a quick shout out to our great friends at Race Fuels. They were down there at Race Tasmania. 
uh, on the weekend, making sure everyone was fueled up. They will be at the Australian Motor Racing um, Series at Sydney Motorsport Park this weekend, where they are, oh for the four hour uh, for uh, they're going to keep uh, keep everyone there uh, churning and burning. Uh, we so so race fields are, are right into it. Got uh, got heaps going on in their world. Um, I should give one last plug to the no. Girls on the Grid podcast. Burp, Check it burp, out. Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> you don't want me to plug them? <laughs> you can't keep plugging them. They're going to overtake it as on listeners. That's that's fine. Look, all the numbers just sit in the uh, the network R's little conglomerate. So uh, uh, the more successful they are, the better we are too, because we can we'll just go and tell everyone that we own their numbers as well. So we need. Okay, them. okay, yeah. At the moment, yeah, they need it. us. At the moment, they need us, but soon we might need them. So uh, we'll, we'll treat them nice. We'll treat. Them. They better be okay. treating us nice too. Anyway, you can find them, Girls on the Grid, on uh, on your favourite podcasting. And the last thing that I want to talk about in this episode oh. of Parked Up. Sounds serious. Yep. It is very serious because okay. I am sitting here on this pod talking to a world record holder. Oh, yeah. Of course, we went we forgot to, to mention this. We have not forgotten. We're here. We're talking about it right now. Yeah, but so, everyone's probably tuned out now. <laughs> so a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago, for our regular listeners, you would have heard our road tripping podcast, where we Tony and I were travelling back from uh, the Bend Motorsport Park, South Australia, Adelaide, uh, where we had conducted an event at the Bend. Tony was doing some driving; I was doing some content creating. And uh, as it's all been revealed now, Tony D was uh, burning around the Bend trying to break some lap records so a couple of years ago uh, renault mcgann uh, a renault mcgann driven by james moffat went out onto the bend circuit and set a lap time to set a new benchmark for the fastest front wheel drive production car around mm. the bend motorsport parks international venue international layout honda didn't like that Honda and uh, our good close personal friend, Justin Lacey from from Honda and and all the big wigs didn't like the fact that Renault had this uh, effectively world record for the fastest front wheel drive. Lap record. Lap Lap record. record. It's a world record. It's fastest ever. It's like Usain Bolt. But you not only broke that, you broke that record in in what we would like to term the traditional type R, the the blue one. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. you took the limited edition, which has got like all the superpowers, all the superhuman powers, <laughs> and you then beat that record as well. So in the end, uh, you went uh, just over two seconds faster than uh, than that um, than that Renault time that Moff had set a couple of years ago. So congratulations! I don't think you're going to be in the Thank Guinness you. World Record book, but you are the new lap record holder at the Bend for front wheel drive production cars. Good job. Well, thank you guys. Thanks. Yeah, stop, stop applauding, please. Calm down. Calm down, everybody. It's not that big a deal. But it's been a big couple of weeks. Lap record holder, trophies. Bloody good day. Happy days. No dramas. Just tell us. No, about it was. It. Uh, it, it was fun. It was. Uh, it was something that uh, Honda wanted to do, and we actually did a little recce last year, and we took the um, generic type R, the blue one across. Um, 
and had a go at the at the record and we beat it straight up and we thought okay we're in the ballpark here let's put an event on and actually try and officially break this lap record um so that's what we did and it had been delayed quite a bit because uh, of covid reasons we're actually trying to do it um last year and uh anyway the time came to do it and uh we, to be honest I, I thought we would do it in about five minutes but we had a few little issues going on um one Namely being the, the track temperature oh. the, the track temperature was ridiculous ridiculous and just the air temperature and as we know a mighty turbo does not like hot air so um yeah anyway with day two because we had the track book for two days um came out swinging and yeah did it quite easily in the end but uh, which is what we expected but it was uh, there was a few stressful moments on day one because if we hadn't have beaten the lap time we wouldn't have been able to use any of the content it would have just been a big fail and a big expense to honda so um yeah luckily we we're able to do it and uh you know take that record it's something that honda do all around the world so we saw uh jensen button do it at bathurst he did in the type r which is basically the same car as the blue car um and set a front wheel drive uh, lap record even though it was there wasn't one before but now he owns it so there you go um and that was i was actually there that day it was one of the first days that i did a little bit of work with honda and, and started the relationship before we got into, into tcr racing um got to meet jensen that day as well so it was a bit of fun but they do it everywhere they do it all around the world nurburgring suzuka they get all their um racing drivers to set these lap records and it's nice to have my name on one of them nice congratulations it was fun to be part of uh, we thank Honda for their immense hospitality and their passion just to uh, actually get that thing done because, uh, as you said, we mm. we ran into some challenges, um, most of which were, were far out of our control. Um, and, uh, yeah, I couldn't on – that, on that first day where we thought, right, we're just going to roll this thing out, oh. set this time and get it done, the track temperature went from, yeah. like, 27 degrees to plus 50 in 25 minutes. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. I think it got to 56 at one stage. And that was at the same time that you were trying to pound around out there trying to get a lap just during that, uh, just during that uh, big increase in, in track temp. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, she was, she was wild times. Uh, okay. There we go. That's it. Parked up. That's uh 95 or 96, Tony D. You got any ideas? It's 97, isn't it? No, no, I think it was 90. It's 96 actually. So that means we're four away from the big one zero zero. What would you, what would you like to do? Have you got any ideas? I know like I get, there's a lot of questions on Facebook. Retire. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) That wasn't really the answer I was hoping for, but yeah. We could just go out with a blaze of glory. There's a hundred episodes. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe uh, Donald Bradman style will go out at 99. Okay, that's even sooner. Great. Get out, get out. Uh, not, our average can be 99 uh, and, and then we're all done and then people can, uh, yeah, okay. No, we can't do that because we, we, we wouldn't get to the start of the supercar championship. I think, we, no, I think you're wrong there. I think we would. We would just do that. We would just do that. I'm dying. Anyway, let's. I'm dying. Not, yeah, you're coughing a lot. Anyway, you go and give yourself a rat or a PCR mm. or whatever they're called and uh get yourself healthy i understand a drink of water all right next week we'll know some more news supercar land 
Okay. We'll talk to some people after this, uh, after QR. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. Subscribe, like, share, tune in. We'll talk to you soon. See ya.